doesn't like a flaky, freshly baked croissant? My name is Matt Rappold, and welcome to Midtown Conversations. Welcome to Midtown Conversations. Today I'm chatting with Mira Henderson, owner of the bustling Ghostlight Cafe, which specializes in, you guessed it, croissants. Henderson, a 23-year-old theater art student, started making croissants at home during the pandemic just over a year ago. And now she has her own cafe and bake shop at the corner of King and Allen Street, where I am right now. This cafe is so popular that she sells out of croissants on the daily. Mira, welcome to Midtown Conversations. Thanks, Matt, for having me. So, Mira, thank you so much for having me over. This is a beautiful space, a thank beautiful you. bake shop, a ghost-like cafe. And tell me, what is on offer at your cafe this morning? So, we specialize in croissants only. So, today we're serving up our classic butter, our chocolate croissant, which is made with lint chocolate. We have our sugar baby, which is one of our staples. It's a vanilla cardamom croissant, and it gets glazed on top. Um, we also have our cheddar chai for those who like savory, um, and we also do vegan croissants. Um, so we have an old-fashioned glazed vegan croissant, which is a vanilla nutmeg, and then we also have our everything bagel croissant, which has been really popular. That sounds delicious. I would have to go with that chocolate croissant. That sounds delicious to me. They are the first to sell out most days. So. And do you have a favorite one out of all those? Oh gosh, it's a hard question. I there's something just so rewarding about eating the eating the classic croissant just because of you know how far it's gotten me but yeah exactly um i'm a sucker for the sugar baby as well too (laughs) and why not that sounds delicious so you opened this cafe this summer but it was only about a year ago uh, that you were teaching yourself how to make croissants at home tell us uh how did you go from studying theater arts to now owning this croissant cafe in uptown waterloo (laughs) yeah it's uh, a bit of a wild ride and a crazy story Um, I made croissants for the first time actually in April 2020. Um, It was my dad's birthday coming up and he loves croissants. Uh, I had nothing to do, school was closed, work was closed, and so I tried a batch for his birthday. It It had been something I always wanted to try but was a little scared of. I've been baking since I was eight or nine. Um, and they turned out okay. And it was like, okay, that that was something I enjoyed doing. And so maybe let's try it again. And so I started slowly selling to my friends and family just in the neighborhood, um, quickly took off. I was trying to do 18 dozen on like a weekend out of my tiny little kitchen. Um, and so that's when I was able to say like, okay, I think there's something here. So let's try, you know, ramping it up a little bit. And so that's when, I got a business license and I started working out of the courtyard kitchens down in uh, on Whitney Place, actually beside where For All does their production. And same kind of thing. We started there in August um, and we were there until the end of February and we would work on a pre-order system. So people would pre-order Monday to Wednesday for pickup Saturday. And by the end of February, we were doing 700 croissants on a Saturday. It was insane. Um, and so again, it was that point of reevaluation of saying, okay, the demand is there. I'm still enjoying this. So let's see where we can take this. And that's kind of when we got to finding the space at King and Allen of we had 
the space available um, and we just kind of took that leap and so now I'm here it's a uh, it's very surreal I have to stop myself every couple days and just say where am I <laughs> what's going on yeah and so you I mean you're you're 23 years old mm-hmm. you're in the middle of a theater arts degree and I'm not sure if that uh, if, if you know you said you're baking for a long time but what were, I mean, sure, that wasn't the conversations among, you know, your family about opening a bake shop or, or was that a conversation before the pandemic? Honestly, no. I mean, I've, it, I love baking and I love cooking. Um, I have a joke with my dad when I was four years old, maybe. We were driving in the car and I said, Dad, when you're 100, will you build a cake shop for me? <laughs> and he was like, if I make it to 100, sure. Um, so so baking's always been a passion for me, um, but I this is never something that would have happened if the pandemic hadn't, hadn't kind of put it in my lap. Um, but I do draw a lot of um, similarities between theater and small business management of logistics and team management um, and stuff like that. So it has been a fairly organic change for me. Um, but what I think, um, like, what I think I really get out of it is um, the biggest connection is the gathering of people that I'm really passionate about of how can I bring people together, especially during a time like this of, of, of masks and social distancing and how can I bring together people and create something that will have an effect yeah, absolutely and you said that I, I think I read somewhere that you'd like this space to be a cafe during the day but then also a community space in the evening or a space where people could do theater yeah so that's kind of where the the marriage of my two interests will hopefully one day get to is um, I, I hope one day we can have a little bit of a bigger space to be able to um, have uh, an art space in the evenings and uh, kind of cafe by day, bar by night, where we could have improv and comedy nights and open mics. Because I, I've been in Waterloo my whole life, and I've been in the Waterloo arts scene my whole life. My parents are musicians. Um, I did a bunch of music and theater growing up. Um, and there's a huge art scene in Waterloo, but I don't see a lot of spaces that will s- put their flag in the ground and say, like, we are a space for the arts in Waterloo. We're, there's a lot of tech places, there's arcade bars and ping pong lounges, but they're, um, especially after COVID, there's with, like, Rhapsody Bear Bar and Starlight and Chainsaw, we're, we're losing the few spaces we had. Um, so I hope that once we get through this, we can kind of rise up and fill the gaps a little bit. That's amazing. Now you started uh, this the Ghost Light Cafe with a good friend of yours. Uh, and I'm wondering, what was your friend's reaction and your family's reaction when you said, I'm going to go into business making croissants? What, was the, what did they say to that? Um, I mean, they're always happy because they get to have the free samples. Yeah, and why wouldn't um, they be? Right? <laughs> um, so no, it's, I... I have been surrounded with such love and support through this of, um, and just, I, I think about the days spent in here, uh, doing renovations of my family would be here. My friends would be here on their knees, scrubbing the floor and painting these 14 foot ceilings and, um, definitely a labor of love. And it's just been yeah, it wouldn't be possible without the people around me. Um, my mom helped me finance to get started, which I'm super grateful. 
even at Whitney Place, um, my dad and I's ritual would be, he would come on Saturday afternoons to sweep, and then he would get paid in croissants. So it, it's, it's definitely been a family and friends endeavor for sure. And that's not a bad arrangement. No, it's not. <laughs> He, he still comes and sweeps here on Sundays, too. Who, so. who wouldn't like to be paid in croissants? That right? would be, I could get on board with that. I could do that. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that there are some connections in between your theater arts degree and the cafe, and one of those connections is, of course, the name. Can you tell our audience a little bit about how you chose this name and what significance this name, uh, Ghostlight Cafe, yeah, I would uh, love to. has uh, to you and to the business? Yeah, so it started out of a daydream between my friend and I actually about this art space for Waterloo where we could have baked goods during the day and a space for people to collaborate. And then at night we kind of switch over and we have all these great events. Um, and so it just kind of came out of a brainstorm of that of like, ooh, ghost light. That'd be a really cool name of like kind of kind of has a little speakeasy vibe to it. Um, and so then as I kind of started this croissant endeavor, I started to connect the two. And um, so what a ghost light is for people not in theater um, is it's a theater term. Um, a ghost light is uh, the light that theaters turn on and leave center stage whenever theaters close for the night. Um, and there are different legends that surround it. Um, some people think, well, all theaters are haunted, so it's to keep the ghosts away, to keep all the actors safe. Some people just think, oh, well, all theaters are haunted anyway, you can't prevent that, so it's to keep the ghost company. Practically, it's so that the technician or whoever opens in the morning comes in and can open safely. And so as uh, the pandemic kind of wore on, it became even more poignant and meaningful of all the theaters have been closed for so long. The ghost lights have been running for, what, a year and a half now? Um, but it is this kind of beacon and reminder that we will get back to normalcy one day. We will be able to gather and have those community events. Um, and so, yeah, it just kind of became this beacon of hope for, for me and whoever else comes in. Yeah, and I think your cafe is sort of acting like a little bit of that ghost light here. I'm looking around and there's people sitting, enjoying, uh, enjoying the croissants, enjoying the socialization of you know, social time with, with each other. Mm -hmm. And that's such a nice sort of beacon of normality in, totally. uh, in the world. That's great. Yeah. Well, this has been quite a whirlwind year for you, I'd imagine. Yes. Uh, I mean, is there time thinking, to think about future? Always. Always moving forward. <laughs> um, so where we're at right now is we've settled nicely into our home at 188 King Street. Um, we are looking at opening a booth in the Kitchener Market coming in the fall, hoping for October. Um, and then other than that, just dreaming about the art space we'll be able to have once it is safe to gather in larger groups and yeah. Never stop, never stop chugging along. <laughs> That's great. Well, Mira Henderson, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Now, if you don't mind, I think I might take a sample of some of these croissants and bring Absolutely. them back to the radio station. <laughs> of course. Thanks for having me, Matt. Thanks.